Hey guys, this is Nikki Marina, comedy content creator, recording artist, and actor, and you are listening to Nick Talks. Okay, yes, all right, welcome to another episode of Nick Talks. Now, these are really fun because since Justin and I work together at home, like we have all of 2020, we have random conversations, nerdy conversations, because we watch watch a lot of nerd shit during the day. Um, And the other day we watched Under the Red Hood. And yeah, I'll let you like lead off with that. Like... I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I got enough. problems. I got problems. No, it, it's just funny enough because, like, literally today we were watching um, Captain America, and yeah. Under the Red Hood kind of came up. And Under the Red Hood is just like, uh, it's just like dealing with Jason Todd and the fact that his idea of like how he handles crime is, you know, effective a lot, way more effective than Batman's in a in a sight because like, like e- even Batman said it's like. You know, uh, I mean, Jason Todd says, like, what do you do? The, like, Batman's whole thing is, like, fear and intimidation. Yeah. And Jason Todd said, what do you do with the ones that aren't afraid? I'm doing what you can't. I'm taking them out. I'm like, oh. Well, this is, okay, so this is basically a little glimpse into why I favor Marvel over DC. Because I've, I've said before, of course, I think that Marvel characters are more relatable. And I think that their character development is better, especially in the cinematic universe. And just in general. But... Like, I've always kind of wondered, like, how to feel about Batman. And when we watch Under the Red Hood, like, and Jason Todd talks about his antiquated sense of morality. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that Batman has this thing where, like, he, he's like, he can't, he won't take a life. Like, he won't kill. And, and, like... I feel like when you're when you're younger, that sounds like yeah, well, it, it sounds it sounds nice. It yeah, sounds all like life a good is idea. precious. All life, life, is, life is precious, but at the same time, I'm like, but Jason had a fucking point, you know? Like we've been we've been watching this movie for a while now, and now at this point in my life, I'm like, you know what? Jason had a goddamn point, like. He's like, I'm not talking about killing Dent. I'm not talking about killing like just some hoodlum. It's the Joker. The fucking Joker who has a track record of being a psychopath. Yeah. And like, I am so sorry, but once you like there are people in this world where when you cross that line, you really, really do lose all rights to mercy, Mm -hmm. all rights to mercy. So when I watch Red Hood again, I'm like, Jason was fucking right. And also because, yeah, he presumably killed Jason. That definitely should have been a reason for him to go after him. So I don't. And you were, I, I, and you were talking about how like you were saying that the reason that he won't kill is because not because it's hard for him to, but that it's too easy. Can mm. you like mm. expound? So, so on that one, it's more of like the fact that for me, I gave, I, gave, I always play the devil's advocate. So I'm like Batman. Yeah. The reason he doesn't kill is because he knows if he does start killing, it'd be too easy for him to kill like left and right. Cause literally like he has been trained by assassins, masters of all forms of martial arts. Like the only reason he doesn't shoot a gun is because again, this is like him being like, it's not right. Yeah. I mean, so which I, I vibe with that. I vibe yeah, with that. That's yeah. Fine, but, but literally he knows pressure points, ways to kill. So literally he could just like, 
it's one of those things where I was just saying, like, I think at the point it would just be, he would become so numb, like he'd be one of the murderers that he's trying to stop. But I'm at, but then like, you know, we were going on about it. I'm like, you know, if you are selective with the murders and still feel guilty, that doesn't make you a bad person. You just kind of thought of like the greater good over your good. Well, it's like, it's, it's this fucking high and mighty. That I think that's what I've always kind of felt off about Batman is like, he's very, the very like high and mightiness of mm. him. Like the fact that if he, he feels like if he were to take a life, that would make him a bad person, even if it was for the greater good. And then I look at Steve Rogers, who has killed many a motherfucker, like many, <laughs> but yet is worthy to hold Thor's hammer. Like mm-hmm. we know like he but he is a good man and we know that his intentions are good. And he does acknowledge that some that he, he acknowledges even in the first Avengers movie that he's like, we were the greatest generation. And we did a lot of things that like, you know we made it hard for us to sleep at night still does but we did it because we believed we were keeping america safe he says that in the first avengers i thought that was winter soldier no it was the avengers oh it was i, I it was in like the very beginning i might or maybe no you're right i think it was winter soldier yeah because he's talking to nick fury he was talking yeah. to nick fury yeah exactly so yeah nope my bad yeah he was talking to nick fury in the elevator right or no it was like, like it was it was it was on the under the helicarriers that's right that's right not that it matters but but yeah he was saying like yeah we we did that because we fucking had to like they're nazis like it's not like it's not like drug dealers it's not like you know because like they're killing people without remorse (laughs) these are nazis like this is the joker so i'm like batman is fucking selfish batman is fucking selfish because like because he's not willing to go past that line and then and like and this is my military talk, militariness talking, but like, you know, dehumanization is definitely something that we study. That is something that we do to our, to our enemies or the people that we have to kill or quote unquote have to kill whether we should be or not to make it easier for us to do it. When you see someone as not a person anymore, mm-hmm. it makes it very easy to go down that line. But this is the Joker. Mm hmm. I'm like, you don't like, so you're afraid to do what is definitely right for Gotham, Mm -hmm. which would be to eliminate him. And you don't have, and you don't want to deal with the aftermath of having to have Mm self-control afterwards. Yeah. I mean, that's always what I'm like, uh, that's why I was like, uh, even my defense is like pretty lackluster because, you know, everyone is like most people in dc have killed at least once or twice batman i think maybe the only exception people like batter left and right about the killing joke if that's a considered a kill or if that's even canon universe yeah. but but like uh, oliver quinn the green arrow killed somebody um superman it probably not inadvertently but like he's probably killed someone even the killing joke which we also just watched um it's like I wonder about I just I wonder about the writing because I still and this is what you like like I said this is why I like Marvel better because there is no way that a regular person would after all of what Joker did to Gordon and what he did to Barbara and the pictures and everything I'm sorry there's no way 
that any regular ass person would be like, I wasn't brought in by the book. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I don't care if you're commissioner or, or not. Like, like, seriously? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, it, it's one of those, again, this is where, like, the the way they write Batman and the Joker is like how it's how they kind of do the duality like because like even in that movie we, we were talking about this in depth too it's one bad day to get you off one and, bad day oh. and like it's just one of those things where it's like oh yeah well if we kill the Joker Batman loses his duality of like what he what he does and the reason Joker won't kill Batman is because oh Joker needs it, it's one of those things where like they're kind of stuck like Batman it's, can't it's, kill it's literally the actual plot of Lego Batman movie like yeah. they need each other like no no joke like they need, need each, each other, other. <laughs> i feel like they need each other it's i feel like it's this weird fucked up codependent relationship oh dude like, like there's no that's why i i think i think that's why i hate it because there's no end mm-hmm. like there can't be any end to it because like each of them need each other to va- to feel validation mm-hmm. because if you're fuck you're batman and you're actually concerned about doing your goddamn job he would have killed Joker a long time ago. Just like Steve Rogers had no goddamn problem taking out all of S.H.I.E.L.D. Be definitive. Solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, there are holes, but the thing is, though, like, you kind of have to solve them as they go. Bruce Wayne is one of those people, he's thinking, like, he thinks the big picture, but he's thinking too big, where it's like, if I do this thing, everyone's everything with 100 years. I'm like, ah! I'm like we I mean like I, I get that I appreciate the big picture thought but sometimes you gotta take uh, you gotta handle what's right in front of you because if you think too far in the future you ain't getting shit done like bro and also Bruce Wayne acts like he's the only one in the world that's experienced trauma yeah like <laughs> not to doubt and of course you know I know I'm, I'm a big mental health advocate and it's like I, that's the, that's like the second thing I talk about mostly in my content but but also part of but part of being traumatized and, and processing trauma is realizing that you are not the only one in the world that has gone through what you're going through. Many people have before you. Many people are right now and many people will in the future. Bruce Wayne acts like he's the only one that has ever lost their parents. Bruce Wayne acts like he's the only one that has ever experienced trauma, I feel. Mm. And here, and here's the thing where I'm like, I think more about it, like, because comics for me always, I always like try to, I want, I always want to dream one day that we can bring it into real life. You know, like maybe we can have some vigilantes, which honestly, in the whole social climate that it is now, we kind of might need it. If I had superpowers, do you know? Not even superpowers. <laughs> it's more of like we had more skills. <laughs> I got skills. Yeah, but can we like? I mean, uh, can I'm you not- drive? Yeah, I can drive. Not as what? Not as much anymore. Can you drive more than thirty minutes? No. Then we got a, problems. That's yeah. such a jab at my generalized anxiety I'm disorder. Doing, no, medical. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Batman has to go on patrol, and so would other <laughs> superheroes. And patrol lasts more than thirty minutes, unless you want to get a psychic. I'm not going to be the psychic and be a partner. Just saying. I just get somebody to drive, like All Might had. What's his face? Whatever. Uh, okay, I, we're derailing here because <laughs> I'm about to lose my train of thought. But, uh, but. The idea of Batman like solving crimes is faulty because like any 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 decent judge would be like, oh, I'm dismissing this out of, you know, the fact that you got evidence and a confession out of harassment and a third party, which is against the law. So, in all honesty, it makes more sense to just kind of like knock them out. That's what I'm saying. If you're going to be a vigilante and you're going to like actually, that's what I don't. 
the idea like here's the, thing, the idea of of like being a hero is so is so it's so attractive because like it's the idea of fixing the world without you know causing any damage but, but it's to, like are you doing it to help other people or are you doing it to make yourself feel better yeah I feel like Batman, for the most part, is really, like, he does a lot of good, yeah, but a lot of it, DC to Marvel, is to make himself feel better, which is why Joker stays alive. That's why Joker, like, keeps, like, keeps on fucking shit up in Gotham. Yeah. And remember, and here's the thing, people have made this argument, and it's solid, Bruce Wayne could do a lot more for Gotham than Batman ever could. Because when Bruce Wayne could actually, like, he's a yes, billionaire. he's a billionaire. He, oh, my God. That's another thing. He's a fucking billionaire. Do you know how many problems? I mean, and that's just a general, this is a general thing in the world. You know how many, like, worldwide problems a single billionaire or a few billionaires could fix? Honestly, you know, with his, with um, the amount alone, he could pay for the tuition of everyone at Gotham <laughs> University and like you know, not even give them like oh, like people at a certain percentage, and just like bam, or we'll pay your pay off your uh, loans or whatever. And they just do you have any idea how much that boosts the economy of Gotham and into the rest of the neighboring cities? For as much as it costs to create the Batcave, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. The, the only good like the only like the biggest charitable thing that came from Bruce Wayne was the orphanage that like that Wayne Mansion turned Wayne Manor turned into after he died in Dark Knight Rises like that's literally the only thing i can like think of right now which is like i feel like this vigilante thing for batman is just to make himself feel better when you compare it to and and you can and honestly you can compare him to iron man yeah because like, here's the thing, Tony Stark does the same thing, but at least he's honest about it. It's like, yeah, I know I'm he's doing this. He's quite honest. <laughs> yeah, but then like, then he'll like do rent, like he sees what he's done wrong, and then like he'll fix it or like try to fix it. Like with Bruce Wayne, there's more like legal red tape. I feel like he has to go through. Iron Man, like I can just do this now. Well, I like it. Well, like you said, I like how Marvel is very very honest about like yeah it's tony stark he's very self-centered he wants to do good but also at the center of him he's kind of a narcissist and is kind of doing it to feel make himself feel better and feel control over his life you know definitely after being kidnapped after you know that's see that's the thing about marvel that's the thing that marvel does better because they address tony Going through this, they address Tony's flaws. They address his trauma. They address how he processes that trauma in an unhealthy way in Iron Man three, and they even hint at it in the very first Iron Man as well. Batman, we never get that. We never get that development. We never get that like that depth to that character, and and it just becomes the same. Thing over and over again. Well, the only and the biggest thing I have with all of that is like if you if Batman ever wants a psychiatrist, like like this list is long. I mean, every superhero ever. Oh, definitely. But the thing is, like <laughs> Batman's is like his is like he owns it in a way where like it really if he just like actually let it go there are like many times in like uh there was like actually no the batman animated series when he was dealing with uh the phantom the phantasm or whatever yeah okay literally there was there was this great moment where like he almost let it go 
Like he, like he could have been happy, let it go, and been Bruce Wayne, the billionaire Playboy philanthropist, without the Playboy mm-hmm, part, and mm-hmm. be married and be happy. But things outside, but external things, uh, uh, affected that where he just became the Batman instead. Still, because you know, he felt like he had to. And like I'm like, who told you you had to do this? Who told you you had to do this alone? Like, there was like honestly, if you really wanted to do Batman, you could make the Batman. Bat- Batman Incorporated was a thing, and I'm not gonna lie, if that was actually f- fully backed by an actual comp like Bruce Wayne and a company, like dude, that would be solid. Yeah, I mean, like privatizing police is fine, but that's security, and security can. <laughs> I think in a way, it almost all comes down to what Joker said. Like, all it takes is one bad day to push someone over the edge. But the thing is like a lot of people, a lot of us, a lot of people have that one bad day. Pretty much every superhero has had that one bad day. Mm-hmm. For Steve, it was Bucky. For, you know, for for Tony, it was a few months of being kidnapped or not really. No, it was going through the fucking wormhole. He had too. He had too many. He Tony has so many. Uh, you know, Rhodey. He can't. He, he got paralyzed. Rhodey is paralyzed. Like that's why. You know, but the the the, the thing is, like, you have a choice, though. Yeah. Y- you have a choice. You you have a choice to react to that one bad day, to that trauma. Of course, it's going to take a while for you to recover. But I mean, and that's obviously the point that the Joker was trying to make. That like it really just takes one bad day to push you over the edge and i think bruce wayne is actually like maybe he is maybe he is scared of that but mm-hmm. either way it is selfish because if you're scared of that fucking admit it don't go parading around <laughs> as a vigilante like doing some good yes but this one man has proven to be like extremely lethal extremely dangerous and the only reason you won't do what has to be done is your antiquated sense of morality. Is your antiquated sense of morality. And like Jason Todd said, he was like, you, you're you trying to rule by fear. What about the people that aren't afraid? Because there are people out there that aren't afraid. Yeah, like the only thing that fears, the only thing that certain people fear is death. And that's very true. And like, so like everything else you do before then, or like if it's not including like them dying or getting hung. It's questionable if the Joker even fears death, honestly. I don't think he fears death. That man is like deranged. It's like he think if anything, he plans on dying and he probably has backup plans or backup plans for backup plans, like in case if he dies. But, you know. It's one of those things where, like, if Jason Todd actually kept on going with his plan, he would have, like, 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 they even said it in the in the movie where, like, drug rates are going up, but crime is down because you know what? Once you kind of, like, he, he took them out, he gave them strict guidelines. Like, if you mm-hmm. don't fuck not, with children, like, no, no, no peddling to children or schoolyards. If you are, you're dead. And I was like, dang, those are strict guidelines. And I'm not going to lie. You stop a lot of, like, the issues there because, like, like introducing drugs to kids is how people become drug addicts or most of the time. But... If Jason Todd actually found going, he would have eliminated every single criminal. And sure, new criminals will always pop up and yeah. turn up. But then you have that fear of like, I'm going to die. But if there I- wouldn't be no more Joker. Yeah. I mean, obviously, don't go crazy like the Philippines. Amen. <laughs> like the government in the Philippines. I was like, you know, but well, you know, another thing and we'll have to wrap it up in the next 10 minutes. But. Another thing, rewatching Red Hood that I didn't like um, 
was when they were talking about, was it Ra's al Ghul? Raisha. Raisha Ghul, who was um, talking about how he revived Jason. Mm -hmm. And they framed it as like he went mad. Mm -hmm. And and that the Jason that they're dealing with under the Red Hood is not the same Jason that they knew before. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that because, you know, it shows him like, you know, being extremely, you know, you know, in distress when he, you know, comes out of the the pool or whatever. The Lazarus pit? Yeah, the Lazarus pit. And, but like, if you were fucking resurrected from the dead and you woke up in the Lazarus pit, like, wouldn't anyone fucking freak out? Like, that's... I mean, like, and they even said, like, the Lazarus pit causes madness. And like, the Lazarus pit do- piss. The Lazarus pit does do that for a temporary time. Now, if they just, you know, hung on to him a little bit better? I mean, I'm not gonna let Jason Todd trained by Batman. He gouged the guy's okay. eyes out on the way out. Okay, but yeah, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, he's mad, but, but somehow all of his martial arts came back real fucking quick. I don't think he's that mad. <laughs> like, like I don't think you're dealing with a blank slate here, is what I'm saying. I don't like that they framed it that he went crazy and that's why he mm. went down this road. I'm like, no, he had logic yeah. behind what he did. Yeah, because like when, yeah, because the, by the end they're like, oh, he wasn't crazy. He he, he had a point. Like, yeah, a point. Exactly. And so like, I don't know that I don't necessarily like probably because like in years past was before I got diagnosed with PTSD and now I understand mental disorders a little better now obviously because I have a few but but I just I I I always question things like that when people are quick to to pin something on insanity Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know no (laughs) no I'm like anyone anyone that wakes up from the dead in the Lazarus pit, you have no idea where you are. You don't know up from down. Like, what does a baby do when they are born? They cry. They cry. They scream. They cry. I mean, like, like it's imagine the same anyone coming thing. out. Anyone coming out of a coma, you ask questions because like, you may like there are some things that are like solidly in your brain. But come on, you, like even when you wake up every morning, you're like, uh, where am I? Or, like, come on, that's like, that's a that's a huge coma that that guy guy came out of. Where it's like, yeah, that's yeah. why I don't like that they discredit Jason's intellect. Well, I, I also think that was writing just like to make it seem like he's doing this because he's like he's mad. I'm like, eh, I guess. But at the same, but like by the end, it, it resolves to like I have a point to all this insanity. Yeah, which insanity. which like I said, it goes all it goes back to my frustration with the entire story, acting like you know, you know, kind of like highlighting Batman's antiquated sense of morality that he won't kill the Joker and acting like the acting like Jason's plan was like like I said births from insanity and psychopathic and it's not mm-hmm. like it <laughs> it really is not it makes perfect sense and every I feel like a lot of the writing is done to discredit Jason and once again glorify Batman but again I don't think I think a lot of what he does is to make himself feel better about himself. I mean, you know, the crazier thing about it all is that um, whenever you look at the characters that Batman has influenced and look beyond Batman, all the heroes and sidekicks or whatever, they are actually great heroes on their own. They just have to live behind the shadow of Batman. And it sucks because literally like Tim Drake is known as the best detective. Like he Batman admits like he'll be a better detective than I am. Uh, Dick Grayson is 
the better acrobat. So like literally his skills of like espionage are great. Uh, uh, Jason Todd, he's ruthless, but like sometimes you need that ruthlessness. It gives you the edge in a fight. And Damian Wayne is like, well, he's the little hellion that could. Well, I, I just went crazy when he when they did the flashback to Jason when he like beat that guy up like real bad and Bruce was like you shattered his collarbone you sent him into shock I'm like so shock is not dead <laughs> he'll wake up I mean with all the excessive violence he does I'm like why is this surprising I mean at the same time you're tr- like I get it Batman's like you shouldn't be as bad as I am like um. So you're saying, monkey, so, so a, do as I do as I say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. I'm like, nah, that's not what happened, especially when you're fighting crime. He does that to everybody. He does that to Barbara. Like, he did that in, was it the Batwoman? Which one was the animated one? Was it the, Barbara Gordon? No, 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 not, Bar- not Barbara Gordon. I'm talking, well, Killing Joke, he did that to Barbara, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, Jason. And then, um, I don't know, just basically any... Basically any anytime, every, anytime there's a Robin. Anytime there's a Robin, anytime there's a sidekick, it's like, no, I can handle this like but you can't but yet you can't handle the responsibility of taking somebody out which by the way it is his fucking responsibility mm-hmm. because the only reason joker does any of this stuff is to get his attention mm-hmm. it's the only reason why so it is actually his responsibility to take him out and i know and, and, and like it, here's the thing though it's because like i will put this as my last bit before i'm like done talking <laughs> um so the government's job is to, like, when you put people in asylum or jail, it is your job to keep them healthy, stable, and clean. So when Batman beats the crap out of him and puts them in a body cast, you know, you're not doing much of anything by letting the p- police arrest him because now you've, now we have to pay for him to kind of, like, be healed up, to be in there, to be- eventually but you know convince somebody to let him out he goes out and then we're doing this all over again so i'm like you know batman with all the bat cuffs you have in the bat cave why don't you have a like i know you have a bat prison somewhere why don't you just keep him in there because it's not right like what do you mean i mean he shouldn't he should just kill him i'm just well if he doesn't want to i'll even give him that if he doesn't want to kill him you hold him then seriously though you're right you're right like this is this is your fucking mess you handle it. Yeah, I mean, like literally, like like Lego Batman had a had a point too, <laughs> where they're like, you know what? With all the money that we spent catching and recatching these villains, we're spending millions to close to billions of dollars of taxpayer money to you know for Batman to play hero. So uh, if you could just catch him and just either disable them hard or like you know put them away put them in the ground whatever which one you can it's all like it's it's all really good points and it sucks because i grew up really liking the dark knight series and everything and it was really cool back then but the older i get and maybe the more cynical (laughs) the more cynical i get or realistic i'm just like Batman has flaws. Batman has flaws in how he handles crime. While the Avengers are not, while the Avengers and most characters in Marvel, you know, are flawed and they're very honest with them with their flaws. At least when they know they have to do it, they have to do it, well, and they do feel the guilt. And that's the thing what makes them human. And that's the thing. Yeah, because like Bruce Wayne is scared to do it. He's scared of feeling guilt. Yeah, but like because he feels guilt already for because he takes the he takes the responsibility of killing his own parents. I know I said this in the last bit, but I lied. But you know, uh, 
in the end, it's like, it, this is my fault. Right? It's like, it's, it's the kind of thing that a kid does that they need to ha- handle because it's not your fault. Someone's just like, before, Alfred should have said, at Ignazium, it's not your fault. But it's not I'm your fault. Sure like, fucking Good Will Hunting his ass. I'm pretty sure that he has. I'm pretty sure I've heard Alfred say, like, yo, you know it wasn't your fucking fault, right? Like, yeah, but it, still, like, Good Will Hunting him, like, oh, shoot. Well, and, and I think that, like, that's the point of why, like I said, I like Marvel characters more than I like DC, particularly Batman, because he's arguably the biggest one in cinema right now. And, of course, I do love Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about, like, the Avengers, the thing about, like, Captain America, like, they had an end game, to, <laughs> literally. But, like, there's an end to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Bruce... It is at 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 the same time to like Robin and Barbara and like do as I say not as I do. I'm the one that has to shoulder all of this moral responsibility for being dark and fucking weird. But then, but then you but then you won't you won't take responsibility for the monster that you continue to feed because you're afraid of feeling guilt. So mm-hmm. what t- what that tells me is like you're you're just afraid of losing your self righteousness. Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about it. Like, I think after this bit, we gotta wrap. It up. I know we do. So <laughs> I, I so think about it this way: uh, with every villain in the Marvel uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I will give the MCU uh, their due due credit because what they do is that every villain that walks in, they either handle them or they turn them to their side. Or they disappear. Literally, that's all what happens. Like, um, Yellow Jacket, killed. Ironmonger, killed. Uh, Whiplash, killed. There is no recurring villains, and that's because, like, I think a lot of us are mad. Like, why do they kill off these great villains? Like, well, in actuality, you kind of need to. Because the, the idea of a returning villain, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. The fact that you couldn't handle it the first time or second time means that you are inefficient as a hero. <laughs> Uh, and that's just me just saying it. Like, I get, like, you know, other universes have other qualms and everything, but the idea of you having powers to handle situations means mm-hmm. that you aren't doing your job to actually, like, handle the situations. You're going easy on them for what? For whose sake? Yours. Mm-hmm. Not like, to be cliche, but with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, like, like you Peter get Par- to do things that other people are not able to do. Yeah, Peter Parker suffers from that all the time. You see what happens to him in every freaking like every like <laughs> because he's on the same level as Batman on his morality. Like since he doesn't kill, like literally, like he all of his villains come back to bite him in the ass, and yeah. some, some of them have tried to kill on May. Some of them like tried to ruin his marriage. Some have like succeeded in certain these and these certain aspects. So I'm like. See if we just poop you, we're, we're good. But you know, again, but comics have to sell, so they need recurring <laughs> villains. And isn't that that? And that's the end of it. Comics need to sell, and that's why we <laughs> keep watching shit like Under the Red Hood. I'll still watch it. It's a great movie. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but but yeah. So yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm even title this episode. It's something like Under yeah. the Red Hood. Batman on his bullshit. And why I think Batman is <laughs> bullshit. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this because this is something that we talk about a lot. We've been talking about it a lot lately, and so this was great to share. I think on the pod. 
But yeah, so thank you guys for watching slash listening. This has been another episode of Nick Talks. Um, make sure that if you want access to all episodes of Nick Talks, uh, go become a vibranium level patron of mine on Patreon. Uh, we I will be releasing a few episodes for free on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. But if you want access to all of them, uh, definitely you know look into becoming a vibranium level patron. That would be great. Only $10 a month. So, yeah. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time we think of something random to talk about. Won't be too long. <laughs> Won't be too long. Won't be too long at all. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Nikki Marina. Thank you so much for listening to Nick Talks. If you like these free episodes, please go and become a Vibranium level patron on Patreon so that you can have full access to all episodes of Nick Talks, including some really awesome exclusive interviews with some fellow uh, people in the anime community on TikTok and such. So go to patreon.com slash Nikki Marina to check out the Vibranium tier so you can get access to all of those. But for now, enjoy these free episodes.